Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. For those of you guys out there on the West Coast, we still got one hour until it's a officially a jam-packed college basketball Saturday. For all of you guys out there on the East Coast, the Central Time Zone, the Mountainous Time Zone, well, it is Saturday for you guys, which means that it is a jam-packed Saturday. We've got NFL NFL games that are going to be coming up, and in the final hour, once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific time, 3 a.m. Eastern, going to be taking a look at both games that we've got in the NFL, so don't worry, I've got you covered there, but We've got a whole lot of college basketball to break down. Over 100 games on the board. We ran through a couple of those in hour one. And if you miss anything, vcin.com slash podcast. You've got the replay of this show. Then you've got my podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, where I literally break down every single one of these games. I'm able to go in depth a little bit more when it comes to this show on some of the games that you want to be hearing about. And I do not discriminate. Big or small, you heard it in the first hour. We went through everything from Penn State versus Purdue to Tarleton State versus Stephen F. Austin. I could go down to the norm, to the, I guess you could call it extra games board as well for like the Southland, Patriot League, what have you. And GNRS41, anything that you want to hear about on this show, I've got you covered. But I know that all of you guys always like to hear about the New York Post play of the day. And if you wind up missing it this time around, have no fear because I'll be refreshing it at the end of the show as well. But New York Post play of the day is going to involve the number one team in all of college basketball. We go 719-720 for this one. How about if we go t- TCU versus Baylor? Baylor, they are finding themselves between a 9.5 and a 10-point favorite. And your total on this game between 142 and 142.5. I want to giving out TCU as a New York Post play of the day. I can't get there quite on the TCU money line, but this is a TCU team that we remember two years ago during that 2019-20 season when they played us to a Baylor team that they were looking like they were going to get a number one seed. They stuck up. They were able to win the game outright. Now, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be able to do it in this contest, but when it comes to TCU, what they've got going for them, they rebound over 40% of their missed shots. They are number one in all of college basketball when it comes to offensive rebound rate. They wind up coming in relatively solid. Now, it's a TCU team that they have not played a lot the last three weeks due to COVID-19 protocols, due to just Christmas break in general. But then you take a look at Baylor, and I think that Baylor is a team that is going to be lighting your money on fire a little bit more in future weeks. And the big reason why, free throw shooting. This is a team that is really bad at the free throw line, and that I mean, there are some of you guys that may have bet on them in that game against Iowa State. If they would have been able to knock down a few free throws, they wind up getting the cover instead of winding up not being able to do so. This is a Baylor team that 
is shooting 64.7% free throw line. That is 270th in all of college basketball. Now Baylor, they themselves do a really good job of being able to hit the glass. And when it comes to turnovers for us on a per possession basis, they do rank in the top 10 in all of college basketball. But I do think that TCU is going to be laying in there against a Baylor team in which you've got a trio of very good guards. James Akinjo, LJ Cryer, Kendall Brown. These three guys, they've been able to register right around a combined 38, 39 points per game. You've been able to have Brown be able to shoot 45.5% from three-point range. Cryer, ditto for him, 45.5%. Brown is a guy that doesn't necessarily shoot as many threes as Cryer, but then you got James Akinjo. He does give the team six assists per game, but turnovers have been a little bit of an issue for him. Right around three and a half turnovers per game. I've been hearing some love from him for being perhaps like a fringe player of the year candidate. I don't know if I necessarily see it with him now. Jonathan Chamwach, Joshua Downlow has been tremendous for Baylor. Nine points, eight rebounds per game. But then you take a look at the CCU bunch, and I think that a big reason why I think that they're going to be able to hang in there is what you're able to get out of the backcourt of this team as you've got someone that has been able to really take the next step forward in Mike Miles. Miles is someone that has been able to pump in there right around 17 points per game. If you wind up seeing him at the under-19 FIBA event, guy wound up having a good event out there, and he's been able to really help elevate a TCU team that you take a look at a lot of their top scorers and they do a relatively solid job of being able to rip away the ball as well. Each other top four scores give you at least a seal per game. Chuck O'Bannon has formed himself into a relatively solid three-point shooter. Yes, he's still playing college basketball. He's been out there for quite a while, but guys has been able to give you 10 points per game. He's been able to shoot from three-point range, 41%. Damian Baugh is someone that wanted missing in the beginning part of the season. He's not been able to give the team nine points per game. I think that he's going to be able to pick it up when it comes to the three-point shooting of this team. Down low, you don't necessarily have as much as you did last season because last season you did wind up having a couple more pieces. But with that said, with Chuck O'Bannon, you take a look at the way that he was able to ascend in the final three games before this team wound up hitting Christmas break. And he was able to do a relatively solid job, averaging 17.3 points per game on 47.5% three-point shooting. And I think that he's going to be able to continue it. I don't know if TCU is going to be able to win this game outright in the New York Post. You're going to notice that I'm going to be winding up taking the points. The Post always just assigned me assigns me whatever the overnight number is because I could submit it at like say 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. You wind up having a three-point move and well that's never necessarily good. So I'm going to be getting whatever is the overnight number. Like I said, right now we're seeing this anywhere between 9.5 and, and 10 and I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a slow down game. Baylor is a team that they play a little bit more up-tempo. They've got some solid three-point shooting but with that said, with the way that their defense has been playing in the top 10 with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis, TCU has been relatively solid as well. I think that this is a game that does go under, as I wound up saying, the subtle for around a 137.5. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under in the spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points with TCU, which is a New York post-play of the day. You've got games that are going to be a little bit less competitive out there on the slate as well, because I do think that TCU, they are going to be able to rise up. They're going to be able to do a relatively solid job, and I will say, to the credit of a lot of games in the early slate, you do have some tight lines. How about if we go to a game that is going to be a little bit more harebrained and we go out there to the SEC for this good old Kentucky versus Georgia game. Georgia certainly has fallen on some tough times. 727, 728 on the betting board. Kentucky is finding themselves as between a 21 and a 22 point favor. And your total on this game is anywhere between 147 and seeing as high as a 148 and a half. Typically, this is a spot where I love to be able to take these ugly underdogs that have performed so badly all year long thinking, well, they can't be this bad. Folks, Tom Crean is this bad of a coach. He has been riding the coattails of Dwayne Wade for the last 20 years, and boy, does it show. And to add on to that, Jalen Ingram won the top transfers for this team. He is out for the rest of the season. And Georgia, a team that has been getting bludgeoned on glass, you know what their prize is? 
Now they get to go up against Oscar Shibway, who's leading all of college basketball with over 15 rebounds per game. Oscar Shibway literally by himself in a game against Western Kentucky about two and a half weeks ago. He out-rebounded the entire Western Kentucky team. That is absolutely insane. And you've got a George Demo, which you do have a guy in Aaron Cook who's been able to give out right around six half assists per game. He's been able to do a relatively solid job. You don't have a single guy in this Georgia team that's giving you more than six rebounds per game. I mean, Jalen Bridges has been able to do a relatively, or Jalen Bridges has been able to do an okay job for this team, but boy, oh boy, it is bad. It is really, really bad. And this is a George team that they don't necessarily shoot it well from three-point range. Meanwhile, Kellen Grady on the flip side for Kentucky with regards to just overall offensive efficiency has been one of the better players in off-guard basketball. He gives you right around 11 to 12 points per game. I was at Davidson, had at least 16 points in all four of his seasons there. He's come in. He's been solid. Tight tight Washington. He's able to shoot over 40% from three-point range. Gives you over three assists per game. And got a top-ten player with regards to assists per game in Xavier Wheeler. A little bit over seven assists per game. He's been able to do a good job of being able to cut down on the turnovers. And a little bit of a revenge game for both of these teams. You get Xavier Wheeler, you know where he comes from, Georgia. I don't think that Georgia's going to have it out for him because Georgia is probably lucky that he just decided to go on campus in general. Meanwhile, he's going to want to prove wrong the fact that, well, some of my best years were wasted by playing under Tom Crean, who has no idea what he's doing as a coach. I wind up saying Kentucky is a 22.5 point favorite. Like I said, it takes a lot for me to be able to lay these sorts of numbers, especially when it comes to conference. Having Tom Crean on the other side, that is a big reason why. And I do wind up saying this little more around about a 146, just because you do have a Kentucky team that they don't necessarily play overly fast. A Kentucky team has been able to do a tremendous job on the glass. They overall shoot about 32.5-33% from three-point range, and this is a Georgia team. With a, when you take a look at their tempo, they are ranked more around 185th, so I do think that we've run a little bit too far here with regards to the total, so I'm going to be taking a look at an under in the spot, and I'm looking to lay a big Mondo number when it comes to Kentucky. Something, like I said, don't typically do, but we're going to be doing it in this spot. When it comes to all the spots that we're seeing in college basketball, on the Saturday, one that really sticks out to me, and it's another big number that I'm going to be willing to lay. That would be out there in the ACC. How about if we go sub-77, sub-78? Duke is going to be playing us in Miami. Miami is finding themselves a 14.5 to a 15-point underdog. Draws game is anywhere between 153 and 154.5 with Miami. It has been really remarkable to see this team and the way that they've been able to just ascend their offense. Fewer than 10 turnovers per game. They've been one of the most efficient teams in all of college basketball. You know who else has been one of the most efficient teams at all of college basketball, ranking in the top 10 with regards to turnovers on a per-possession basis? That would be Duke. And Duke, I think, is going to be able to put the clamps down on a Miami team that really hasn't seen someone like Apollo Bonchero and all that he's able to do. 17.6 rebounds per game, but really, when you take a look at it, if you're looking at odds to be able to win player of the year, I would actually be taking the teammate Apollo Boncaro before I'd be taking Boncaro. That'd be Wendell Moore. Wendell Moore has been tremendous. He's already got a triple-double to his aim this year, shooting 40.5% from three-point range, right around 4.8 assists. He's able to give you 15.5 points, just under six rebounds per game. He has been nothing short of amazing for this team. You're seeing him right now with regards to odds to be able to win the Wooden Award. I believe that these are via DraftKings. And right now, Wendell Moore is clocking in at 35-1, to and Paul Boncaro is 8-1. to I have absolutely no idea why you've got that. Giant Davis at 10-1, to by the way. You were able to get that at 25 to 1 if you were listening to VSIN over Christmas break because I wound up talking about how the, there's quite a bit of value there. And I still think that there is quite a bit of value, but 
With that said, getting back to the main crux of this one, when it comes to Duke, I do think that they should be able to cover this game. I did wind up setting them at a 16 and a half because even a guy like a Trevor Keels has gotten more consistent for this team. He's been able to get the team 10 points per game. And then A.J. Griffin is not just a guy that is an ancillary piece for Duke. This is a guy that is going to be most likely a future lottery pick. He's been able to shoot 46% from three-point range, was banged up towards the beginning of the season. And with Miami, they've been able to do a good job of being able to hit some outside shots recently. They've been incredibly efficient on offense. I think that they're going to run into a brick wall known as the Duke defense. Duke has been one of the more efficient defenses in all of college basketball. I think that they're going to be able to show it here when it comes to Duke. Was willing to lay more around a 16 and a half. Set the total at 150 and a half as well. Diving under and going to be laying the points with Duke. So that's where we're taking a look there. We're going to be going with a couple more of the early games on this college basketball slate. Coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson. Esports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and get Feeding the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Or you've got all these good ones like Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi line, Follow the Money. Hey, I know this one. Ghost Ghost Hoops and many more. They are all free and available now at Visa.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Ghost Ghost Hoops, that is going to be dropping in 45 minutes. So if you're looking for a deep dive on all these college basketball games, I'm hitting on as many as I can. If there's a game that you want me to do a little bit more of a deep dive on at GRS41 or at Visa Life, Certainly willing to do that. Try to give you guys as much insight and as many ways to the window as humanly possible. But that said, we've got everything covered on that one. Apparently, this Michigan versus Michigan State game tweeted out by Titus and company. Seems like it might wind up getting postponed. I have not seen anything hard on that. So it is a case in which you want to be waiting and seeing there. But we're certainly going to be monitoring that and just all these games that might wind up getting postponed. want to try to save you guys as much time as humanly possible because, well, it is very, very brutal when you wind up having a game of which you handicap and it just wasted time because you wind up getting a refund. We want to be making money, not stalemating. But with that said, we've got to be hitting on some early games because these are the ones in which... They are going to be coming up the soonest. you got a little bit more time with some of the games on the back half, but you're not going to be having as much time to be able to handicap this one in the AM. This will be 6.05, 6.06 on the betting board, 9 AM Pacific, noon Eastern, UConn, Seton Hall, 
Seton Hall open up a three-point favorite. You're not finding them as a four-point favorite, seeing a couple three-and-a-halves out there as well. Draw this game is anywhere between 138 and 138 and a half. This is one in which I want to placing on a line of two and a half. I feel like UConn, I would favor very, very slightly on a neutral court against Seton Hall. Now, what is big for Seton Hall is that they've been dealing with a couple guys that have been out due to COVID-19, and it seems like they should be good to return. You want to be looking for a little bit of confirmation on this, but just with the way that the health and safety protocols are lined up for the Big East, you've got to figure that you're going to have back out there Tyree Samuel, a guy that's been able to give the team right around 10 points, six rebounds per game, and been able to do a solid job all season long. And then Ike Obiagu, who literally has more block shots than points this season. You don't find that very often. As a matter of fact, he's actually got more block shots than rebounds. He's got like two and a half blocks and like one and a half points and two rebounds per game. It's been absolutely insane to be able to take a look at that. But I do think that UConn is going to be a hold in there. I I'm going to be taking a look at the points, not necessarily the money line with UConn, because I do think that this is going to be a very tight game. Both of these teams are relatively solid at the free throw line, but when it comes to this Connecticut team, they themselves were dealing with quite a few injuries towards the beginning part of the season. You now have Adama Sinogo, who is back at the fold for this bunch, a guy that has been able to pump in there right in the neighborhood at about 14.5 points, 5.5 rebounds per game. You've got a UConn team that has a collective, one of the best on the glass in all of college basketball. When it comes to rebound rate, they do rank in the top 20 in all of college basketball. They're able to give you right around 42 rebounds per game. They do such a great job of being able to get second chances. And I was talking about the block shots with Ike Obiagu. Well, you know, who's number four in all of college basketball. The guards block shots per game. That'd be UConn. They've got so much size down though, that it makes it very tough for anyone to be able to match up with them. And this is with a cook, a cook. Now, Finally starting to come back into his own. You can tell that he was just all sorts of banged up last season. That was very unfortunate to see. But I think that RJ Cole is going to be able to do a good job of running the offense in this one. 16.5 points, right around 4.5 assists per game. Now, you do take a look at the flip side for Seton Hall. I do like what you're able to get out of Jared Roden. The problem with him is that he doesn't necessarily do the greatest job of being a pop threes. It's not like this UConn team is going out there and they're lighting the world on fire. They shoot right around 34-ish percent from three-point range. But when it comes to Seton Hall team, you do have some suspectness for lack of a better term when it comes to their outside shooting because they as a collective they shoot right around 31 and a half percent from three now they cut off the three-point arc they allow opponents to be able to shoot 26.2 percent from three-point range so that is no doubt going to be playing a little bit of factor in this but i do think that uconn is going to be able to hold up at the point of attack in this one do you wind up setting the total at 135 and a half you've got a uconn team that they actually play a little bit more up tempo but when it comes to uconn as well it's a team that really prides itself on defense, being able to hit the glass. So I do think that once again in the 9 a.m. window, you're going to be seeing a little bit of a lower scoring game. I'm going to be taking a look at the under personally. And in this spot, it is one in which I'm willing to take anything of a three or higher. So set this line at two and a half. So three or greater, willing to take the points. And I'm going to be willing to take the points in this spot when it comes to this UConn team. Now we're going to be going out to the Big 12 a little bit because we've got a lot of question marks when it comes to this game. Kansas versus Texas Tech. 695-696. Texas Tech is right now finding themselves a 4.5 point underdog on their home floor. Your total game saying we're between 139.5 and 140. This is really the lone battle of two ranked teams that we're going to be seeing on this college basketball Saturday. And when it comes to Texas Tech, you've got all sorts of questions when it comes to the scene because you wound up having a lot of players missing due to health and safety protocols in their game against Iowa State a few days ago. Now, it seems like with regards to the timing of everything, there is a chance that Kevin McCuller winds up playing in this game. Kevin McCuller, a guy that's able to give you 13 points, six half rebounds per game, likely going to be a little bit out of sorts, hasn't been able to practice with the team for quite a while, 
and when it comes to Terrence Shannon as well. I've been hearing that he is more likely to miss this game rather than play this game. But even if he winds up playing this game, I don't know what he's going to be able to give Texas Tech. He has been dealing with a massive back issue. Back issues are something that I'm sure that many of you guys listening to the show can relate to. You do not want to mess with them. Not at all. I am very fortunate. I have not really had back issues. My father has, and boy, he tells me that you never want to deal with them. So that is something that you've got to be taking a look at. And when it comes to Kansas, this has been a bunch in which has been able to do a really solid job on Tater Spreads this season. They have actually played each other the last three games of the under after they were darn near the best over team in all of college basketball the first month and a half of the season. But I do think that Kansas is going to be able to do a good job of being able to Put the ball in the basket in this one because you've got O'Shea Ogbaji being able to give you 21 points per game. He's been a very solid three-point shooter. Remy Martin, who did wind up missing that game against George Mason. He is going to be back in this game. He's been able to shoot about 40% from three-point range. So I do like what he's able to bring to the table for this team. And then when it comes to Texas Tech, you are still going to have out there a lot of your familiar faces. Like Bryson Williams, we know that he's going to go. He's shooting 43% from three, right around 10 points per game. Kevin O'Banner, why is it coming in from Oral Roberts? He's been able to do a rock-solid job for this team as well. The real question mark, in my opinion, is Kevin McCullough, because even if Taron Shannon does go, I don't think that he's really going to be able to do a whole heck of a lot with his back injury, and that's why I wound up setting this line at eight. I am willing to lay up to eight here with Kansas, and this is thinking that Kevin McCullough is going to go. Now, I think that Kevin McCullough would be more around like a 75 to an 80% personally, but I think that he winds up going in this game. And I wound up saying this little, like I said, out of 140. You've got a Kansas team that they've really been priding themselves on offense all season long, but getting David McCormick firing in all cylinders has been absolutely tremendous for this team with David McCormick. He was able to give the team a double-double coming off the bench against Oklahoma State. Jalen Wilson is able to do a little bit of a better job on the glass. With my total at 140, I'm taking a look at a lot of places. You're seeing anywhere between a 139.5 and a 140. Like back here where I'm at at Circa, you were seeing a 139.5. At a 140 exactly, I'd be willing to take a little bit more of an over before I'd be willing to take an under just because when you do wind up having games that are like four, five, six points with a minute left to go, you know what that means. Fouls, and that can really, really drive the total out of whack. Now, Texas Tech, a top 15 and all 15 team in all of college basketball with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis, but I'd be willing to take my chances with this Kansas offense of being able to get there and a lot of their unders for Kansas. I mean, it's been due to strange circumstances that George Mason game just wound up dying in the game against Oklahoma State. I think that there were two points in the final three minutes of the game. I remember I was on the over. I was very, very salty. I don't think that we're going to be seeing a replay of that. I'm willing to lay it here with Kansas. And at a 140 or lower, this is all about the number because I am seeing a couple straight 140 naps out there. So shop around, but at 140 or lower, I'm willing to take a look at the over in this spot as well. When it comes to the college basketball betting board, we've got just a lot of intrigue in general. But one thing that I think is going to be a big one is going to be home underdogs. Are they going to be able to come through or not? Because we're seeing a lot of ranked versus unranked games. How about if we go to this one out there in the Big East? 653, 654 out there in the great state of Illinois. You've got DePaul playing as a Villanova. The Wildcats are between a 7.5 and an 8-point favorite. And your total on this game, you're finding it at a 135.5. I side with DePaul in this one. I do think that DePaul is going to be able to hold up against this Villanova team. Villanova has had Eric Dixon being able to do a good job, being able to give the team a little bit over six rebounds per game. But how about if we go American on you guys? Is there anything more American than a name Javon Freeman Liberty? He's been able to give the team 20 and a half points, a little bit over six rebounds. 
shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range. David Jones, who wound up missing that game against Butler, in which the team wound up losing. He is back. He's a guy that's able to shoot 32.5% from three, a six-foot-six combo player that's been able to chip in there right around seven rebounds per game. So I absolutely love what he's been able to bring to the table for this team. Then you take a look at Villanova. Their three-point shooting has been suspect. We have seen it be very good against Xavier. We wound up seeing it be tremendous against the lesser competition that they wound up playing earlier in the year. When they wound up playing that game against Syracuse, it was very off. We all remember the Baylor game, which they weren't able to get to 40 points. So they've been very hit or miss. DePaul, it's been an okay defensive team. They've been better in past than in, than in past years, but I do think that DePaul is going to be able to hold in this game. The total, I think, is very intriguing. I've got my total set at 133.5. I'll tell you guys why I do like a little bit more of an under in this spot. We're going to continue on. We're going to continue on taking a look at the college basketball betting board that we got for Saturday up next. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help you make this year your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIN plus all access to everything that we do now through April 5th for just $69. Sign up now and you'll be able to get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the season. So just don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. That is at VSIN.com slash big deal to be able to get that as we're right here in Las Vegas, more specifically Circa for the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson. And I'm dishing out all these college basketball picks I do like and the guys behind the scenes that make it all possible, they are doing an absolutely terrific job. You've got Brad who gets me set up on the audio. You've got my man, Brian Ortega. He's doing a terrific job as the producer. He is what is keeping this circus that you see right now in front of you all in line. You've also got Nick Wells does a terrific job as the technical director. And then my man Oliver just does a great job. He is the man that posts up the podcast. So he does absolutely amazing work there. All these guys are the reason why you're currently hearing me and seeing me live. I'm not going to say my beautiful phrase or anything like that because then I will be insinuating that you're actually seeing something absolutely tremendous. I don't know how you feel about it, but I can tell you that you are seeing something and hearing something. So I know that much. So we got you covered there and we've got you covered with regards to the college basketball betting board for this most wonderful Saturday as we were picking up talking about this Villanova versus DePaul game, which like I said, Villanova find themselves between a seven and a half to an eight point underdog. And I do like DePaul in this matchup being able to catch the points. I wound up setting this line a little bit closer to six with DePaul when they wound up losing that game to Butler. They were without David Jones, who is going to be back in the fold for this game. And when it comes to DePaul, they have been a little bit better on defense this season. I'm not going to call them like a supreme defense or anything like that, but 76th in the country with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. That is certainly going to fly because Villanova, I mean, they rank 67th. So these two teams are actually relatively equal that with that regard. And this is a Villanova team that they very much do rely upon the three ball when it comes to percentage of points that wind coming from three pointers. This has been a team that has been towards the top of that with regards to power conference teams in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, you take a look at DePaul, and I do think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to guard that with all that you've been able to get out of Mr. John Freeman Liberty, a guy that he himself 
is able to score right around 20 points per game. You take a look at this DePaul team, and they've been able to do a much better job of being able to hit the glass as well with rebounding. David Jones is able to give you right around six and a half rebounds per game. Nick Ogenda is able to give you right around four and a half boards per game as well. So I do think that these guys are going to be able to chip in there. And long Brandon Johnson is coming in from Minnesota. So I do think the Villanova is going to be up against it a little bit. Now, Kong Gillespie does a very good job of being able to Dish out the ball, does a nice job of not turning the ball over. But when it comes to the spot, I do think that you've got some relatively solid value here with the home underdog of DePaul. And when it comes to this total, I do think that this one is a little bit more intriguing because we have seen a little bit of a downshift when it comes to it. I wound up saying my total at 133.5. Currently at DraftKings, that is also where the total is sitting. I'm seeing a lot of 135.5. So if you're seeing a 135.5 like I am, pretty much across the board, take a look at an under at 133.5. Then I can entertain a little bit more of an over, but here at 135 and a half, I do think that you've got some relatively solid value here. I would be hitting on Michigan versus Michigan State, but there's a chance that this game might wind up getting postponed. It's not confirmed yet, but until further notice, I would say probably you don't want to be taking too much of a look at this game until you know that the game is going to be going on because Michigan has been dealing with some COVID-19 protocols, so that is a little bit of an issue, but wind up getting in. Some people wanting to hear about a couple more of these West Coast games, and I am more than happy to oblige. How about if we go more towards the bottom of the betting board? This is going to be a late-night special, 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern, BYU, St. Mary's. St. Mary's opened up a 3.5-point underdog, and now you're seeing mostly 3.5s out there. I'm seeing a stray three behind me at Circa, and your total on this game, you're getting it anywhere between a 131.5 and a 132.5, and when it comes to St. Mary's, Certainly not a team that's going to light it a blaze from three-point range, although you do have two guys in Tommy Cousy along Dan Fotu that shoot above 40% from three-point range. Fotu shoots 40% from three, and then Tommy Cousy, right around four assists, does a good job of being able to generate multiple steals per game. He has been shooting 48% from three. He's been able to do a good job. Now, what I think is going to be intriguing is the battle down low because you've got Kyle Bowen, who's been able to give you right around seven rebounds per game. He's been able to do a nice job for the St. Mary's team, but then you take a look at what you're able to get on the flip side out of Gideon George. He's done a terrific job. A very athletic guy that's able to give you right around seven parts per game. Fusani Treyer has been able to do a solid job of being able to chip in there some rebounds as well. So I think that these guys are going to be a hold up there, but I think that the real X factor in this game, Alex Barcelo, he has been shooting 49% from three-point range, 18 points per contest. He's able to chip in their three-plus assists per game as well. Now, it's a BYU team that ever since Kevin Baxter wound up going on the fold, wound up playing in about the first seven or eight games of the season. Ever since then, he has been on the sidelines. It has been a little bit more of a rough BYU team, but this is not a St. Mary's team that necessarily goes out, gets you a whole bunch of steals. So I think that this is a matchup that is going to be very good for this BYU team when it comes to what you're able to get out of St. Mary's as well. It is a team in which they do a great job of being able to slow down the tempo. When you take a look at teams and their pace, you got a BYU team that I think it surprises a lot of people that they're outside the top 180 with regards to possessions per game. They're more around 190, 200-ish. So this is not a team that they're looking to gun it by any stretch of the imagination. But no shock here. St. Mary's, 323rd in all of college basketball. And they slow down even more when they're away from home. This is a team that, with regards to possessions per game on the road, they're in the bottom 15. So I do think that this is going to be a very intriguing spot when it comes to the total. I certainly don't think that we're going to be seeing a whole heck of a lot of points get put up on the board. 
Just a classic St. Mary's game. Set the total at 126.5. So I personally am going to be taking a look at the under, but I do think that BYU, they've just got a little bit more in the backcourt. Dejan Lucas, if they will give you right around five assists per game, I like what he's been able to contribute for this team. So I do wind up saying BYU as a five and a half point favorite. So I'm willing to lay here, and I'm going to be taking a little bit of a look at an under as well. You wind up having this game get made at the very last minute. So if you're not seeing this on the betting board right now, it's probably going to be popping up in the AM. Most books, it looks like, have already listed it, but you do want to note that just in case if you're not seeing it out there, it is because it was a late ad. 805-806 on the betting board. Colorado State and San Diego State both wound up having their games in the Mountain West postponed, so they decided, you know what? Why not just play each other? We need to get a game in. Right now, Colorado State, the road team, finding themselves anywhere between 2.5 and, and 3-point underdogs. Total on this game is pretty consistent across the board at a 134.5 end. If you remember this game from last year, Colorado State wound up getting down by 25 points and they came all the way back to win it. I don't think either team in this game is going to be trailing by any stretch of the imagination of 25 points. I could see this one being a relatively tight game, but I personally want to make Colorado State a one-point favorite. Now, what we saw out of Colorado State last in that game against Air Force, that was not necessarily the world's greatest thing. You could tell that Colorado State was a little bit rusty. They wound up having a little bit of a COVID pause because they were supposed to have a nice game against Alabama, and that wound up not happening. Instead, Alabama played Davidson, and they wound up losing outright in their home state. So that was not necessarily the world's greatest deal for either of those two teams. But I do take a look at San Diego State. Question marks when it comes to their outside shooting and big time question marks. Now, Matt Bradley has been able to pick it up a little bit. He's been able to give the team 15 points per game, a guy that for his career going into this year was shooting right around 36, 37 percent from three point range comes in from Cal. He has been shooting more like 30 percent from three point range. Now you do have a few guys I do like for the team. Trey Pullian has been able to do a good job of being able to pull his weight with right around 10 and a half points for assists per game. And then Nathan Mensa down low is able to give you right around eight rebounds per game. But you do take a look at this Colorado State team, and they're just so efficient with regards to not turning the ball over. This is not a San Diego State team that is necessarily seeking a whole bunch of steals, turnovers. They do generate right around seven and a half per contest, but I think the Colorado State going to be able to do a good job of being able to match up against them. You've got a guy in Isaiah Stevens who's got an assist to turnover ratio of four. And then David Roddy, I think, is going to get rowdy in this game. How about what you're able to get out of him? 20 points, eight rebounds, two and a half assists. He is shooting 43% from three-point range. And this is a Colorado State team that if you wind up getting into a tight game, they hit their free throws. 80.5% at the free throw line. That is in the top five in all of college basketball. Now, the one thing that Colorado State doesn't do is rebound on the offensive end. They actually rank 353rd out of 358 D1 teams with regards to offensive rebounds per game. The big reason why is because they rank second in the country with regards to field goal shooting percentage. You can't get an offensive rebound when you don't wind up missing the first time. So that is very big. You've got a Colorado State team that they're shooting against the collective 42% for three. That is in the top five in all of college basketball. This is a San Diego State team that has been able to do a relatively solid job on defense. I do like what I've been able to see out of them. This is a San Diego State bunch of which, when it comes to guarding the three-pointer, they allow opponents to be able to shoot 28.5%. So they've been able to do a good job there. They've been a little bit lucky, though, because when you take a look at sort of these look statistics and things like that, where you want to be looking as opponents' free-throw shooting percentage, they just seem to be happening to find the right guys because... Right now, opponents are shooting 63% at the free throw line against them. Meanwhile, they themselves shoot 65.5% at the free throw line. When you wind up getting tight games like this, free throw shooting percentage is something that I really strongly recommend that you take a look at because if you're in like a two-point game with 30 seconds left to go, San Diego State winds up getting hacked. You don't feel so good about them. Meanwhile, Colorado State, who shoots over 80% at the free throw line, 
you feel a little bit better about them. I feel good about Colorado State being able to get the job done here. Colorado State just so darn efficient to set this total closer to 137. So take a look at the bunny line of Colorado State and take a look at the over. Coming up next, going to be taking a look at some more college basketball. Going to be going away from the West Coast a little bit more in the next segment right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at vcin.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to be able to follow the top trends and be able to find the best value. Be able to do this for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker Betting Splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single NFL game. Now at vcin.com slash NFL as it is a great Peterson experience. Right here on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. And coming up in the final hour, we are going to be taking a little bit more of a look at the NFL. We've got a pair of games that are going to be coming up for this Saturday. So I'll be giving you guys picks and analysis aside in total on both of those games. Have no fear. And then when it comes to the show tomorrow, because Greg Peterson experienced 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So we linger into two days, both on Friday and Saturday, into Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be hitting on those NFL games for tomorrow really hard and heavy when it comes to the Sunday board. So have no fear. We've got you guys covered all weekend long with regards to that. And we've really got you covered just all throughout the day here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. But wound up getting this one in. And I think that it's a really intriguing clash of mid-majors that is going to be going down out there in the great state of Texas. How about if we go to Conference USA? Miley Cyrus's favorite conference because it is a party in Conference USA. How about 743, 744 on the betting board? You've got the Mean Green of North Texas, and they are going to be playing us to Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee found themselves on the open and 11.5 point underdog. Really has held steady here. We haven't seen much movement. Seeing a lot of 11.5s behind me at Circa, you're able to find the best number at 11. I'll probably need to be taking them up on that, and your total on this game is 124.5. I want to say North Texas is a 13 point favorite. When it comes to North Texas, they do a great job of being able to run their system, and their system is play really, really, really stinking slow. How about this? With regards to 358 D1 teams, they are 357 with regards to possessions per game. There is one team that plays slower, and that would be the Virginia Cavaliers. So this team has a very distinct style that they like to be able to stick with. 
and with North Texas. What I do like for this team is the fact that you've got scoring from just all different angles. Mardez McBride has been able to give you 10 points per game. Relatively solid three-point shooter. Tyler Perry be able to be the team's top scorer actually coming in off the bench. Then you take a look at Middle Tennessee, and I am just not bullish on this team. They've actually seen one of the sharpest rises in terms of their Ken Palm rating since coming into the season, but when it comes to Middle Tennessee, the team shoots 30% from three-point range, and that's really a way that you've got to be trying to exploit this North Texas team. North Texas has always done a relatively solid job on the glass. You've got someone like, like Thomas Bell who's able to give you six and a half rebounds per game, and this is a team that's not even going to be able to exploit you on the glass. When it comes to Middle Tennessee, you don't have a single guy that's giving you more than 4.5 rebounds per game. Now, I will say, out of their top seven scores, you do have six of them giving you at least 3.4 rebounds per game, but... You don't have that one guy that you're able to look at down low. They've been really utilizing about a six-half man rotation with Tyler Million being in and out of the fold for the team a little bit. But when it comes to Middle Tennessee, I'm just not in on this team. They do give you a couple steals per game. Josh Jefferson, who winds up coming in from UW-Green Bay, will give you right around 12.5 points per game, shooting 94% at the free throw line. But not a lot of three-point shooting, just not a lot in general to speak of with regards to this North Texas team. I don't see why there's been such a big, sharp adjustment on the team. I think that it's only because expectations were so low that they had no place to go but up. But I really like what I'm seeing on this North Texas team. I do recognize the fact that they wound up losing to the Blazers of UAB a few days ago, but this team keeps you off the three-point line. They do a good job of not giving out cheap fouls as well. This is a team that they do generate quite a few steals with regards to the tempo that they do wind up playing at as well. And Ruben Jones has been able to step up. He's been able to give this team right around eight and a half, nine-ish points per game, three and a half rebounds. So I do think that this is a North Texas team that should be able to really just make this game very slow, very grimy. I think that they're going to have a lot of success in doing so. I'm willing to lay up to 13 here when it comes to North Texas. Also did wind up saying this sold out 125. At 124.5, I'm willing to take the over just because I do think that you're going to get enough three-point shooting out of North Texas to be able to get this one in. Once again, I mean, it's just because the total is so gosh darn low. It's always the thing that I always say. You're betting on numbers, not necessarily teams. And when you wind up getting down to a 124.5, you don't need a ton of offense for this total to be able to get home. So going to be taking a look at it over in this spot. And I'm going to be making... North Texas, a 13-point favorite here, here at 11 to 11 half. I'm willing to lay it. When it comes to the ACC, certainly has been a little bit of a lackadaisical year for this conference, and it has been a tough one for Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh seems to be picking it up a little bit. 697, 698 on the betting board. Pittsburgh finds themselves between a 3.5 and a 4-point favorite, and your total on this game is 127.5. When it comes to Pittsburgh, I want to send them more around a 5 to a 5.5-point favorite because with Boston College, they, in my opinion, might be one of the worst power conference teams out there in all of college basketball now. They've got some stiff competition out there because you've got Oregon State currently existing out there in the Pac-12. They have nothing good, to say the least. You've also been having just some intriguing teams in general within their own conference because the ACC has been, let's call it what it is, a dump this year. But with Pittsburgh, all of a sudden, Jamarius Burton has his superpowers back. He was very solid when he was at Wichita State was really just an afterthought last year when Mac McClung wound up transferring to Texas Tech. He's now been able to get the team double figures in each of their last five games, and you've got the best low post player in this game when it comes to Pittsburgh as well, John Hughley, a guy that's able to give you 14.5 points, right around eight rebounds per game. Now, I will say T.J. Bickerstaff for Boston College has been able to do a relatively solid job 
He's been able to do a good job being able to get the seam right around seven rebounds per game. Comes in from Drexel. He's been solid, but he is just not the caliber of big man that you need out there at the power conference level. I think that he would be very good if he was still out there in the Colonial, maybe even the Atlantic 10, but I ain't trying to compete against these guys in the ACC. It's just not happening. And then you've got Femi Olukala, who's been able to cut down on the turnovers over there at Pittsburgh, which has been always just a little bit of a bugaboo of his, but He's been able to give this team right around 12 and a half points per game. He's been able to do such a job of being able to hit a couple threes as well, right around 33%. But what is really big for this Pittsburgh team as well, Ethiel Horton is back in the fold. He's a transfer from Delaware. In his first game of the season, he was able to can a trio of threes. He was able to give the team 13 points, wound up giving this team some good energy. And it was a game which Pittsburgh did not wind up winning outright against Louisville, but they were able to get a very good cover. They were able to look a little bit better on the offensive side of things. Now, when it comes to the defense, Pittsburgh has actually not necessarily been too terrible. They've been able to do a little bit of a better job on the interior rather than the outside. Boston College is a team that they're looking to take a couple more threes with guys like Mackay Ashton Lankford, who's been able to give you right around 11 half points per game. Jamar Lankford is able to chip in there right around 11 half points per game as well. So these guys have been relatively solid. And this is a spot in which I do think that it is going to be, once again, a very slow, a very grimy game. Got a Pittsburgh team that ranks in the bottom 75 with regards to possessions per game. And when it comes to Boston College, they rank in the bottom 75 as well. So you got two teams that have really been struggling with that regard. But I do think that Pittsburgh is going to be able to do a relatively solid job of being able to win the battle on the glass. I think that you see a pair of teams that wind up going one and done on a lot of possessions. Both of these teams have had a little bit of a tough time taking care of the ball. So I want to saying my total 119 and a half. I think that this is going to be one of the slower games that we're going to be seeing on this college basketball Saturday. But with Boston College, I do think that it's going to be another rough ride for them. And I do think that Pittsburgh is starting to emerge from the seller of the ACC up to more like the bottom four of the ACC. So I'm willing to aid here when it comes to this bus, when it comes to this Pittsburgh team. And I'm going to be taking a look at an under as well. When it comes to a little bit more of the early second college basketball, we're going to say out here in the ACC, got an intriguing one between Virginia and North Carolina. This is 619, 620 on the betting board. North Carolina opened up a lot of spots right around a six-point favorite. We've seen a little bit of line movement as right now you're finding North Carolina more around a five-and-a-half-point favorite in a lot of spots. You've got it, still a six remaining at DraftKings. Total is anywhere between 132 and 132.5. And, and when it comes to North Carolina, set them as a three-point favorite. North Carolina just does not necessarily look good under the new coaching staff of this team. You did wind up having that change in the offseason. Roy Williams being out of the fold has left this team just really reeling a little bit. Hubert Davis has been doing his best with it. And North Carolina, they do have some good three-point shooting. They rank in the top 20 in all of college basketball at that regard. But Dawson Garcia has been dealing with a little bit of an injury. And for Virginia, I just think that this is a coaching mismatch. With Virginia, all of a sudden, this team has been playing a little bit better. And shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Tony Bennett is finding a way to be able to get his guys to rally. I mean, it's just one of those things in which there are certain coaches that you don't want to be betting against. It was a rough start to the season for Virginia, but they were able to get a nice win against Clemson. They were able to rise up against Syracuse. And you've been able to have Jaden Gardner do a good job down low for the team. 15.5 points, 7.5 rebounds per game. Now, he's going to be up against it with Armando Baycott on the other side. Baycott is able to give you a little bit over a block. 9.5 rebounds, 15 points per game. So he does a good job. And then you've got Caleb Love along with R.J. Davis combining to shoot over 40% for three-point range. Both of these guys give you right around 14 to 15 points per game. But I do think that Kia Clark is really starting to find it on offense as well. A guy that's shooting 42.1% from three-point range and is very efficient as well. 
four assists to 1.2 turnovers per game. Reese Beekman has been able to do a good job of not turning the ball over as well. He's been able to give you seven points per game. Total is intriguing. I want up saying my total at 132. Here at Circa, I'm seeing a 132.5. I would be leaning towards an under in the spot, despite the fact that you've got a Virginia team that they do shoot 78% of the free line, but that's part of the reason why I do like the points here as well. Set this line at three. I think that Virginia is going to be able to hold that base, so we're going to be taking a look at the points, and I'm going to be taking a look at an under. That is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on Beeson coming up next. Hitting some NFL right here on the Sports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.